everyone. What's going on? This is Arista Wahab and welcome to my first podcast. Today we have Dr. Wahab joining us for the mentor podcast interview. Even though he is my father, he is someone who has mentored me through my journey in medicine. The medical field can be competitive, but he has pushed me through the challenges of becoming a doctor. He is a nephrologist, also known as a kidney doctor. He specializes in nephrology and internal medicine. His clinical interests are diabetes, general medicine, hypertension, kidney disease, kidney problems, and treatment. With his 39 years of experience, he has guided me through my professional development. My focus today is to seek advice and ask questions about his upbringing. Now, the moment you have all been waiting for, please welcome Dr. Wahab. Hello, Dr. Wahab. How are you feeling today? Uh, good morning. Uh, I'm feeling good. Thank you. All right. I have you here today for my mentor podcast interview. I chose to interview you because not only do I look up to you as a father, but I am inspired by you and see you as a mentor as well. You have been an important part of my life since the beginning. I'm excited to hear your story and learn more about your experiences. I have a series of questions I would like to ask you about your career and your professional development. Let's go ahead and get started. All right, let's begin with your background. Go ahead and introduce yourself. I'm Dr. Wahab. I'm a specialist in nephrology and I'm doing internal medicine as well. I'm in private practice in Northern Virginia, Falls Church, this city. Okay. So why did you decide to become a medical doctor? Uh, from my early childhood, I loved to be a physician, and my uh, mother was encouraging me too, so I felt very comfortable uh, uh, with my career. Interesting. What are the responsibilities of being a doctor? So it's the responsibility to, of being a physician is a... a is wide. You have to uh, always be available uh, for your patients and uh, you have to be up to date uh, to your medical uh, knowledge uh, and you also have a uh, good interactions with uh, your uh, patients. All right. And what's it like to be one every single day? Uh, I enjoy it always and I've any any day when I make a difference in life of somebody, it's a rewarding for me. That's nice. So do you want to explain a little bit about the background of how you got there, um, the struggles you had to go through? Yeah, as it's a really, uh, to become a physician is very hard uh, working, and you have to have a passion about it. Uh, so then that way you can go through this journey that when you have a passion and you know your goal uh, what you're doing so daily struggle uh, struggling of the ex reading and uh, uh, building uh, medical knowledge uh, so it would not be a, a boring for you so uh, that is the main struggle Financially is also is because it's uh, long years of study, uh, you have to be prepared for that. Mm -hmm. 
And um, how many years did this journey take? And um, how how did everything start? Like you want to explain? Yeah, so the journey is basically you, you finish high school and primary school, so it will be twelve years on that. And then I went to uh, combine uh, medical uh, school and college, so it was uh, seven years. Not everybody has that opportunity. Uh, so because there are a few colleges that they have a combined program, but in general, you do have to have uh, pre-med at, uh, or college, whatever measure that you want to choose. Then you go to four years of medical school, then uh, postgraduate training depends on your interest. So if you do go want to go to internal medicine, is at least three years. If you do want to go family practice, is three years. If you do go want to go surgical field, is anything between five to eight years. If you go to subspecialties, then everything uh, after uh, postgraduate school is about two to four more years. So it's a long, long, long years of studying. I think it's worth it, though. Yes. Um, so what schools did you go to? Uh, I went to medical school to Kabul University. And then I finished, uh, I came in here uh, in the United States. I went to uh, one-year family practice in St. Mary of Nazareth Hospital in Chicago. And then I changed my career to internal medicine. So then I went there three years of uh, residency in an internal medicine at the uh, University of Illinois at Chicago. Uh, then after that, I went to Georgetown uh, University Hospital in Washington, D.C. for a nephrology fellowship. So I did study there for two years for a nephrology fellowship. That's amazing. So the next topic we are moving into is the career field. What are some strengths and weaknesses of going into the medical field? The strength of going to the medical field is always rewarding when you see any any day that you're making difference in life of patients, you <clears throat> eliminate suffering of the people, you reduce pain and cure some disease, and prolong life of people. So that is really rewarding. And as suffering is long hours of working. Sometimes you have to work, especially in our generation, we have to work even 80 to 100 hours per week, and which is long, long, long hours of working. And a lot of studying and financial strains for going to medical schools and these things are one of the obstacles. How many days a week do you work and how many hours? Uh, at this time, uh, just reduced a little bit my work because I'm getting older. So I do work uh, anything between five to seven days per week. And I do work uh, eight to 10 hours per day. Since you have almost 40 years of experience, does it ever get old for you? No, still I'm getting uh, interested. I never lost any interest on medicine. 
still I try I love enjoy to study uh, to update myself and uh, in medical field you have to update your board examination every 10 years I have to update I have a two specialty so I have to every 10 years I have to update my specialty uh, and take re-exam uh, and re-exam uh, so uh, really it's not uh, boring for me or I don't complain that why I have to take the exam again and again even I always forward to go to take exams again <laughs> that's really good um, what opportunities has this job given you? Uh, the opportunities of the job to have interactions with a lot of people, to know a lot of people, uh, to hear pain, suffering, and uh, happiness of the people. Uh, and financially, is um, better income compared to other fields. Mm-hmm. Do you have any crazy experiences or stories that you had? That's one that stands out. I know uh, in medical field, it's a lot of crazy stories. Uh, some of them I cannot say uh, at this moment, but there are a lot of very interesting and crazy stories. <laughs> okay. Um, why did you decide to specialize in internal medicine and then later subspecialize in nephrology? It's a very good uh, question. Uh, I did the became subspecialist in, in nephrology because uh, more intellectually is challenging and is more uh, complex in a pathophysiology of kidney disease. Uh, so that is the reason I was really interested in nephrology. And in tunnel medicine, I liked it always, actually. I didn't like um, a surgical field because I didn't want to do more uh, operations and these things so that's the reason I preferred internal medicine and what would you say um, are the responsibilities of a nephrologist if someone doesn't know who that is uh, it's a nephrologist uh, has a lot of responsibilities is basically the that field that most of our patients the kidneys completely failed and the patients are completely depend on the machines for survival. So the when the patient's kidney doesn't work, uh, so sometimes the people, they miss their dialysis, their potassium electrolytes become abnormal, they get fluid overloaded. Uh, so this is a completely medical emergency. So you have to, to intervene in within hours or minutes in order to save life of the people. So it's a little bit challenging because that you have to be always available. For example, a person misses dialysis one day or two days, he's coming to the hospital, his potassium is, uh, for example, seven or eight, and these things is really patient can die within minutes, so you have to intervene. So uh, this is the issues that we are dealing at this moment. Did anyone help you through your journey or influence you in any way? Uh, definitely, yes. My main helper in my journey was uh, my family, especially my mother. That's really sweet. Next topic is advice. 
What advice do you have for me as I pursue my dream of becoming a doctor? Uh, the first advice I have for you is to be patient. Uh, because if you are not patient with this long hours of studying and uh, the long years of studying, and then becomes difficult. The second advice I have for you is study hard. The third and the main thing is that have a passion about it. If you don't have any passion, it becomes difficult. You have, what does it mean, the passion? It's a passion to have about science. You have to have a passion of helping people. If you do not have that kind of passion, uh, then you will not enjoy medicine. So in order to become a physician, so you have to prepare yourself that, okay, uh, you have to sacrifice a lot of uh, times and your happiness by studying and uh, going to the school, going to the library, staying in your home and office and studying and uh, prepare for that and you give up a lot of for example vacations and these things so that is my advice for you did you feel when you were studying first med school that you felt left out from your other peers that were not pursuing the same career and they were going out and having time and partying and no, you that, had to stay that, inside correct uh, this is can happen and uh, you do see that the uh, uh, there's uh, two issues that you some of the peers that it was in a high school or that um, only a medical school uh, so we compare yourself with them uh, this, then you say okay that they have more fun and I have to study more and I don't have any time for a lot of these fun and activities that they have it but after a while then you, your peers and your friends will be the people that they have the same career that you do have it. So you don't notice that you missed anything because they are also the same level of you. In the next upcoming years for me, three to five years, um, what skills do you recommend I work to obtain, such as knowledge, abilities, experiences? Uh, the basic medical uh, science knowledge is the fundamentals for becoming a good physician. So uh, sometimes you do think when you're in the school that why I'm studying these subjects like chemistry, like biochemistry, like physics, uh, or like even uh, maths and these things. So I'm becoming like a physician and we don't need that one. So always people, they think like this. Uh, to become a good physician, you have to know the fundamentals of the science. So you have to be good on these subjects that you are studying. All these like chemistry, biochemistry, physics, and uh, because you don't know the pathophysiology of the disease. If you don't know the, uh, you learn very well the pathophysiology of the diseases, you will never forget. So you don't have to go every patient to go to the textbook to look at it, see what's going on there. Because if you do not know pathophysiology of the diseases, you will forget it. But if you do really learn good, then you will never forget it.
Um, do you ever have to refer to the textbook once in a while? Because I'll there's be so much information. I'll be honest with you, I am a very, uh, you know, I did re- read most of the textbook of medicine, uh, but the daily basis, uh, I usually I do not go. But most of physicians, their textbook is in each room. Uh, they go there and look at it, but they do not do that. It's really impressive. You guys don't know this, but my dad has a library and it's all his medical textbooks and it's a lot of them and they're many, many pages. So did you read word for word every textbook? Uh, I never read anything word by word. <laughs> <laughs> Usually I do try to uh, save time and I know where to go find my information. Usually I go there because I don't have the patient always to go word by word of that. What are some qualities medical schools are looking for as a perfect candidate? At the number one quality is they, they look for the perfect company. Uh, students as passion about the medicine that uh, why they want to practice medicine. Uh, that's the purpose of financial gain or the purpose of helping people. If the main goal is to helping people, uh, so that they prefer because they will become a better physician. So that is the reason that we require on medical schools that they have to have a lot of volunteer jobs, especially the indigent people or the people they need help. So if you do help them there, they, it, it will better qualify you f- to be a medical student. So uh, in order to, everybody wants to be a medical physician, especially children, they like physician. Uh, so, but you, in order to be a physician, you have to have the knowledge. So, and also, not only that the knowledge that you acquire by studying, also have a little bit, you have to have the talent. So everybody's IQ is not the same. So usually in order to have a good grades in these things, so intellectually a little bit to be better to become a medical school because it's challenging. It's not really required, but it's because of the competition is so much. So you have to be a little bit better to be big medical school. So the acceptance of the medical school, number one, to have a passion to helping people. And you have to prove it how that you have this passion. And the second one is that you have to have the knowledge uh, and information about that. How can you prove it is that you have a really better GPA in order to get to the medical school. And the volunteer works and these things that you do have, that helps you a lot. Um, do you think I would be a good physician? You would be excellent physician, yes. Thank you. Um, is there anything you would tell yourself before going to this field or medical school? Yeah, the only thing is when you think about uh, the long years of studying, always uh, you 
think about it. Is it worth it to do it or not? I don't regret it at this moment. I was going to ask you that. Do you have any regrets with your professional development? No, I don't. If I do it again, I would do the same path that I would. Okay. There's no advice you'd give yourself for your past self? Uh, you know, I told you that the person, the person to help me for this, my, my career was my family, especially my parents. Uh, they were supporting me. That's the only thing their role was to support me. Um, would you like to pursue a different career at any point? Like maybe a different specialty or maybe not medicine? Uh, no, I do like my specialty, uh, so I, I do not want to change it, and I love medicine too, so I'm very happy with that. I will not change it, both of them. That's good to hear. Is there one thing when you started studying and everything, and, and you're in med school and residency, that you learned and you didn't expect That's a very difficult question. I won't try to think about it. That in medical field, always unexpected happens, but they prepare you for it. To see, for example, at this moment, the stage of our life and our experience, the COVID-19 was unexpected. And the knowledge, the information came in for it was is huge. Uh, so these things can happen in medical field and unexpected issues. So that's pretty much telling me that it's kind of never lasting. You have to keep on learning new things. Correct. You know, you do not know how many hours that I spend studying in COVID-19 at this moment because all this information is pathophysiology of the disease and these things. So it was very interesting. We never had this, such a thing before. Um, last question. Did you have any issues with working with your fellow coworkers or were they all really, everyone was on the same path and so you all worked together? Uh, no, that's not that right. It's just you have to be a team worker because when you see a human being, so many organs, for example, are involved. And sometimes uh, there are failure of problems with so many organs are in the body. So there are so many specialists are involved in the care of one patient. Uh, for example, gastroenterologist uh, for liver problem or stomach problem or pulmonologist for lung problem or endocrinologist for endocrine disorders or cardiologists and nephrologists and neurologists. So you have to be a team player in order to coordinate with them together. For, uh, you do not have, you, you shouldn't be arrogant that you know that I'm more than other people or my field is more important to other ones. So you have to have a, like a, all like sports. And that you have to be a team player with other colleagues of you. Okay, that is all the questions I have for you today. 
Thank you so much for coming onto my podcast with me. I greatly appreciate your company. I learned a lot of valuable information about your expertise. Any other topics you'd like to add or any questions? No, thank you. You are always welcome. Thank you again for your time. Take care. You too. Good luck to you. Thank you. I would like to thank everyone who has made it to this point on the podcast. I hope all you all learned something new today. Talk to you all later.